All right, everybody, welcome to At Large Bid, the NCAA basketball podcast in the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a really long time. It's been a while. And Taylor, uh, since we've done one, just about everything has changed. We have people in new conferences. We have new head coaches. Uh, players can make money now. Um, legally. Yeah, legally, I should say. Yeah, I should Thank say. you for, uh, for reiterating that. But um, the whole landscape of college basketball and college sports in general has changed in the time frame from the last time we did a show to now. Yeah, I mean pretty substantially too um yeah yeah it's crazy times that's only gonna get crazier throughout the year um you're gonna see more and more college players on commercials you're gonna see the endorsement deals you're gonna see it's gonna be so funny when they i'm thinking of armando baycott from north carolina when he comes to the podium after you know dominating somebody he's gonna he's gonna come up with a uh, jimmy seafood towel or you know start mentioning <laughs> that like oh i played really well today because i had some jimmy seafood like it'll be funny just seeing how th- them implement their their ads into uh against college basketball which we haven't been used to yeah i saw was it a dj ogolongale from clemson is like going to be on a dr pepper commercials yeah the fanville the they've been doing those like i don't know if they're reworking that contract right now like holy cow so yeah gosh clemson being bad you just hate to see it such a shame remember when Dabo said he wouldn't play when he wouldn't um wouldn't uh coach if they got paid yeah, he's the worst human, I think. He might not be coaching after. <laughs> I mean, I think my least favorite thing about him before we transition is uh, you know how they run down the like they run down the hill, the grass hill and like yeah. touch the rock, but he decides that he's gonna sprint, you know, thirty yards ahead of everybody else and runs out the middle of the field by himself, like people are cheering him. I like, guess just very weird. Like I'll send you the video. It's just a weird situation for a grown man to be thinking about him. So Yeah, it could be worse. He could be Urban Meyer, but Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. All right. So um We'll kind of start here. I think the biggest one of the biggest stories since we lasted a show was obviously Imani Bates uh, reclassifying and we'll be going to Memphis um, with Jalen Duran. They're going to be really, really good. Um, yeah. They're going to they basically are. be the version of Cincinnati football, which is they're a really good team in a really bad conference. And um, I think that like, you know, even though there is Houston, I think Houston, obviously they went to the final four last year. They're pretty darn good. Um okay. But this Memphis team, you know, between that, uh, you know, having Rashid Wallace and Larry Brown on staff, this should have been a reality show. We had that like ESPN Plus show for Penny that year that James Wiseman was there. Yep. Um, this should have been the year that they put an ESPN Plus reality show because this team is going to be very entertaining. I, I love what they did. Um, I do too. I, I love both. I, I love Sheed. I mean, obviously, a Carolina fan. Um, think he's really good he's a glue guy i think he's a guy i mean he's very knowledgeable basketball like obviously you know the ball don't lie and the technical fouls and the loud mouth that he is like that persona might is what people might think but i think he's really intelligent um as a basketball mind the larry brown obviously one of the greatest coaches you know scandaled riddled his whole life i'm sure i'm sure he'll quit at yeah like five games in (laughs) right um but yeah i mean basketball mind wise i think he's I mean, on the Mount Rushmore, pretty damn close, if depending on it, your viewpoints on him. But um, yeah, and then you get Penny some just it's kind of what Juwan Howard did um, with Martelli. And, you know, it's it's given Penny a crutch to lean on that, you know, that could help him ease the tensions that will be um, filled this year with the team that they have already in Memphis. Um, I think, you know, a kind of will transition to this. We talked about at the beginning, the the NIL, the, you know, the, the players being able to make you know, name, image and likeness. Um, 
I think the big reason Imani and Jalen Duran have been decided to go to Memphis is where the, the arena is named after the FedEx forum. I think FedEx is helping these kids <laughs> deliver in the bag. If you know what I mean to them, because that's, yeah. I think Memphis is going to be a hot spot for a lot of, uh, a lot of kids going forward, even though the, it kind of already was, but the NIL is already solidifying. These schools are going to, going to try to make the most money as possible. Yeah. So I'm looking right now at Memphis's basketball schedule for the year and non-conference wise. Um, it's not very like, you know, they've got Western Kentucky, uh, the Friday before Thanksgiving, they're in the uh, NIT tip-off with Virginia Tech and Xavier and Iowa State. I count me in on all these teams, except Iowa State. They're terrible. Yeah, they go to Georgia. They go to Ole Miss. They come home for Murray State and Alabama, and then they have the classic game at Bridgestone between them and Tennessee. It's not – I wouldn't say it's daunting by any means, but, you know, and then they have Alabama State before they start conference play against Tulane. I think – I mean, Alabama, Alabama is the NIT tip-off – like a round robin where they play at least two games or like, or I guess it's a tournament, right? They'll play. Every team like, will get two games. So uh, if they I'm sorry. Lose, yeah. Every team. Yeah. So every team gets two, uh, two games. Yeah. It, who do they play in that? So they start with Virginia tech and Iowa state and Xavier play on the other side. Okay. Well, then you hope they win and Xavier wins. Cause that'll be two really good games for Memphis. If they lose to Virginia tech and then play Iowa state, still a decent game, but I think I'd like to see Xavier Memphis a little bit more than Memphis Iowa State um but emotionally I do not yeah basketball fan wise I would love to I would love to you would be nervous in the entire game but I mean getting two SEC schools um Western's a good mid-major school Mm -hmm. um you know it's just I think for them they got off to a bad start with Wiseman and you know he were ineligible and then right and then you know, decided to leave campus. Um, but that that team that they had still with Boogie and Precious and uh, Lester Quinones, it, you know, that team should have made the, the tournament that year. Um, not barring that's the year that there wasn't a tournament, but um, right. I don't think they were headed in that way anyway. But, you know, they got to get off to a good start. Now, Duran and Imani are both studs. Um, Imani's, I mean, I still think he's probably the best player regardless of the yeah, class. He, he, he either next, 2020 or 2021 class, or 21, 22, I think he's the best player in both classes. Um, so, obviously, he chooses to reclassify and come in this year. Um, just score at all levels. The crazy part is is that, like, before we get on a tangent on him, he can play one year of college, and he's still not eligible for the draft because he oh, won't yeah. be old enough. So, he's either going to have to go overseas and play in Australia or Europe or play two years in college, which I'm going to say it right now, he's not playing two years of college. Nope. Um, nope. So, can you do a year at the G League after college? Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably, that's probably what, what he'll do. do. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think Memphis. The key to them is get off to a good start because, um, you know, we've seen it before. A lot of talent in that team, and it'd be nice to see them be good. Um, maybe in the, one of the last few years, of the AAC. I, I still can't believe the Big Twelve didn't take them. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I'm so looking they, right they, now. They got to jump somewhere. They got to go to the Big East. They got to go to. I guess they can't go to the Big East because they have football. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, tough. Yeah, and who knows what the ACC is going to look like. You know, soon too. Oof. ACC is trash at football. God, yes, what is. a Carolina! Ugh, I'm not even gonna talk about it. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. So, yeah. yeah, I like this Memphis team. Uh, like you said, those guys obviously having Lester Quinones come back. Uh, Alex Lomax is still there. I feel like he's been at Memphis for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a full year DeAndre Williams. That's gonna be nice. I still can't believe. Um, yeah, continue about uh, DeAndre Williams. He's He's great. Who'd they lose the center that they lost? Um, he transferred. Musa. Yeah, I, that is a – I don't understand that one. A perfect fit for them. Follows the Wiseman mold and then 
bounces. I, I don't know. That, that's just me. But yeah, I don't know. I'm stoked for Memphis. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they should 100% be a reality show of college basketball. Um, especially now that, you know, Hard Knocks is doing like a full regular season uh, show now. Like, why can't we do that for basketball? I think we, I think we need to do that. Yeah, I don't, especially with the, the, the image and likeness. I think um, Lavelle Moten from North Carolina, um, not A&T, but North Carolina Central, he did one with uh, Chris Paul was the like main producer on, and it was great. Um, obviously, oh, you know, yeah. the level of basketball is a little different compared to a, a high major team, but I, I'm with you. I'd love to see some sort of uh, hard knock style for college basketball. I think that'd be a lot of uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, they uh, also got they also got uh, the Earl Timberlake from Miami. They did get Earl Timberlake he's there, which God, he's got the ugliest jump shot in the entire world. But he is a slasher and he is physical. Um, Chandler Lawson. The transfer from Oregon, his brother Dietrich Lawson played at played oh, at yeah. Memphis, yeah. and then also went to Kansas. Um, so a, a lot of transfers coming in. They they did they did lose Boogie Ellis. He went out to USC, which is kind of a head scratcher. But that transfer the transfer portal opened up a lot for everybody, man. And they're just these kids. They want a different change of pace. They want a different change of scenery, and they got a free pass to do so. So, but I'm with you. I'm I'm in on this Memphis team. It'll be fun to watch them all season. Um, you being a big Penny fan, it'll be kind of fun to check in every now and then, kind of see where, where we're at with them. So, Yeah, I'm looking right now at 24-7, just so people can have a general idea of how different the landscape of college basketball is. These are the top 10 recruiting classes for men's basketball for 2021 going to so this season coming in. Memphis, Michigan, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Duke, LSU, Creighton, Florida State, Connecticut, Kentucky. Things are different. Yes, but Kentucky and North Carolina, like I get it with the recruiting ranking, but Carolina brought in Brady Manick, four-year starter at I love Brady Oklahoma. Four-year four starter from Oklahoma that is coming to Carolina to play his fifth season. We bring in Dawson Garcia, 6'11 forward from Marquette, who was a big all-Big East first-team freshman. Oh, I remember, um, I remember. Yeah, I mean, like, so those things, like, I think those transfers are more valuable than recruits. Uh, but, I mean, you can't rank them, so I, I agree with that. But Kentucky also loaded up with C.J. Frederick. Um, who else did they, they get? Anybody Kellen Grady from Davidson. Yep, right, that's another one they got. So, like, um, those things. from West Virginia? Um, oh, Oscar Sheway. Yeah. Yeah, they got him as well. Um, but – some of those things are hard to gauge how, how valuable and how important they are. Um, but yeah, the recruiting rankings are a little different, but if you look at 2022, North yeah. Carolina, Kentucky, Memphis, Duke, John Shire's killing it. Cal Perry is building his best class ever. Um, so it, everything water always finds its level is my kind of meaning with that. <laughs> so what is the uh, North Carolina vibe right now around uh, Hubert? Is everyone fired up still? Yeah. So, I mean, we touched on it, you know, I think last year when we did our one of our final pods of the year was after the uh, after the tournament and on April Fool's Day when Roy Williams decided to retire. Um, you know, we were kind of thinking, who would it be? And we said that day that it would probably be Hubert. And um, so, you know, just from sources and from friends and people I know that are kind of better connected than I am, the well, losing Walker Kessler. So last year, North Carolina had a very freshman-filled team. Um, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, Kerwin Walton. Uh, Daron Sharp, who's in the NBA now, Walker Kessler was their class, which was like 
a top three class in the pretty country. Solid, yeah. Uh, yeah, really good. Caleb Love, RJ Davis were pretty bad. Kerwin Walton was really good. They are on sharp with a first round pick. Walker Kessler decides to transfer from North Carolina, um, goes to Auburn. But the whole thing was, is like, it was pretty, it was close, not to a mutiny, but it was pretty close to like Caleb Love leaving, RJ Davis leaving, Kerwin Walton leaving. They didn't love the style that Roy Williams was playing still, where it's like uh, two bigs and jam the lane and, um, no spacing and not really an NBA style offense. Um, so I think the time's kind of finally caught up to coach Williams. So Hubert taking over was the main reason these kids stayed. They loved him. Um, these one of their favorite coaches, you know, uh, Hubert brings in Brady Manick brings in, um, uh, Dawson Garcia, DeMarco Dunn, Dontre styles, two, uh, two freshman recruits. So Justin McCoy from Virginia as well. Um, so very good vibes around the North Carolina program. They love them. Um, they're, they're doing, it's kind of weird seeing like Hubert, it, something as small as this, like you'll laugh at this, but like the first couple days of practice, like music's been blaring around the Smith center. Like they're allowing media in there to cover them, to make these, you know, how teams do hype videos from practices and day in the life of, or coach Davis mic'd up for his first practice. Like Carolina has never like historically done that. Roy Williams has been very old school and closed my, not, should say close-minded, but he's done things his way. Right. And it's just like, yeah, you're North Carolina. Like you need to like, you want your kids to come here. You want to show off your brand. Like you're a top three brand in college basketball. Like let's show people why. Um, But yeah, it's a very, very new school, new blood, good feeling where the traditions and values are still there, but it's a new guy at the helm that is implementing new styles and um, new spacing and new offensive mindset. I love his coaching staff. Sean May is one of my favorite North Carolina players of all time. He's um, on the bench now is actually an assistant coach. Jeff Lebo, the old East uh, East Carolina and Auburn coach, also played at North Carolina. Um, he is on staff as well. Brad Frederick, he was on staff with the Roy Williams. Um, you know, Jackie Manuel, Brandon Robinson, all guys that have played there. Um, it's nice to have a staff full of guys that are North Carolina guys, as well as, um, you know, just that are a part of the new change that's going on with the program. So, yeah, I, I love where we're at. Our schedule is ridiculously hard this year. Um, they play in the – it's like the Mohegan Sun tournament in mm-hmm. November. It's Villanova, Purdue, and Tennessee. The round robin with Carolinas in there. So, all top 15 teams in the country. They play, they play UCLA in the Champions Classic, who's a top five team in the country. They play Michigan in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at home which is a top 10 team in the country. And then you get into ACC play. So. Interesting. So, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I just kind of rambled for a few minutes, but I was, I wouldn't say low on the Hubert hiring, but I was like, eh, like, eh, I hope it works. Cause I, I mean, it's a top three job that you're giving a guy with no head coaching experience, the reins, but he's been an assistant for nine years under Roy Williams, learned from the best implemented his own change i love the spacing changes i want like north carolina never runs high ball screens for their guards got a lot of three-point shooters now where they can space the floor kale loves an attacking guard he shouldn't be able to drive into the lane and be met with his own offensive body that he runs into like gotta let these kids play a new era of basketball a new style there's a reason why there hasn't been an all-star in the nba from north carolina for a while because you know we have good college players but nothing like harrison barnes kobe white justin jackson I mean, Barnes is the best one out of that, NBA champion. Cole Anthony's been good, but he played there for a year. Like, it's just it, – you got to implement a new style. So, that's my yeah, take on it. I agree. I'm kind of like – so, looking kind of through, like, some of the things that are really disappointing, you kind of talked about schedule and this kind of made me think. So, this is the last year 
that the state of Indiana is doing the Crossroads Classic. The crazy that I've always every year it comes. And every year I'm like, why don't I just buy a ticket? Like, why I don't know. I just drive to Indianapolis and go to two games? Like that's they're two good, two good games back to back. Like, yeah, but continue. Yeah. I don't know why they would discontinue that. Yeah. So I used playing Notre Dame this year and that's going to be the last of that. And then, uh, which is shocking. Um, and then and Butler's playing Purdue. Oh, duh, yeah. I was like, why am I drawing a blank? But I know I was too. Uh, but yeah, it's just so like, that's not one of those things I really look forward to. You mentioned the champions classic just reminded me of that. Um, yeah, it's weird. They, they, I love the preseason tournaments. Right around the Maui got moved from Maui again to Vegas. Sure, yeah. but whatever. I mean, um, Feast Week is like up there with like it's the best. It's NCAA tournament, conference championship week, Feast Week. I mean, that's pretty pretty standard for most people. But so, but I mean, I guess what I want to look forward to is uh, play the over under game. How many? By what week are you going to be sick of the Coach K coverage? Week one, week three? What, 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 when are you going to be over the, the last dance for Coach K? Or maybe now? That's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, I haven't really been, like, keeping as close of a vibe to it as uh, I normally do. So yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But I will say that probably come conference play. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's his last trip to North Carolina State. It's his last trip to Boston College. <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe when they take the four on the thirtieth against Winston Salem State, that's when I'll be like, oh, I'm sick of it already. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's funny enough, my uncle, who's a Duke fan, um, he he entered the lottery for their midnight madness tickets and he won and he got oh. a ticket for forty five dollars to Coach K's last midnight madness. That's how much it cost. Crazy. That is crazy. I'm like, you could resell that for a thousand dollars. Yeah. North Car- if you, hey, man, we can just, why don't we go to the North Carolina Duke game or use that tax write off? <laughs> right. Nice $11,000 per ticket. Crazy. Yeah. So crazy, there's, crazy. their schedule, I'm looking now. Kentucky at the Garden, obviously. State Farm Champions Classic. Big time, big, big time game because Duke is really good and so is Kentucky. Army, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. Campbell. Gardner Webb, Lafayette, Citadel, and then Gonzaga, Ohio State, and South Carolina State, Appalachian State, Cleveland State is their non-con. Gonzaga, Ohio State, back to back. Yeah. When do they play? Oh, Ohio State's Big Ten ACC. Yeah, Big Ten is ACC. It, it's in Columbus. It? Really? Mm-hmm. Ohio State should be good. Um, the Gonzaga game is going to be a good one too. That's like, be a good game. Yeah. Duke's loaded. Banchero, Keels, Wendell Moore. Um, yeah, AJ Griffin, like, yeah, watch out. They're going to be really, really good. So, yeah, I'm not really excited about that, but yeah, not, uh, not, we're not going to have Coach K asking the season to be canceled halfway through the season like he did last year. It's yeah. for the kids, remember? It's for the safety, not the yeah. fact that they were four and eight. Not but yelling yeah. at a uh, student reporter asking what their major is. Oh my God, I forgot about that. What a <laughs> last year was so funny. I think I was so traumatized by North Carolina that I kind of forgot how funny some of the year was, though. I kid you but, not. Last year, I feel like I just went to the motions. Oh, I was like, I, will I even be covering a game tonight? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how many times did a game – like, knock on wood, I, it seems that once sports got back rolling with college football being fully – like, fully – like, full stands, NFL being full stands, like, I don't think we'll have to worry about games being canceled. And I think once, like, college basketball sees the writing on the wall, like, okay, most teams are vaccinated – it, if you're requiring, if you're requiring, uh, 
I don't know. College football is not really requiring. Some stadiums are where you're required to have mm. a you know negative COVID test or your vaccine card. Um, but I think most basketball places will do that. And once you get that, I think you'll see a because they've. I mean, not to get into you know COVID and all that stuff, but like they've shown that like you know sporting events not really causing a lot of spikes and whatnot. So if they can put these implements and things in place that say hey negative COVID test or share your vaccine card vaccine card at the door, I, I'm I want full stands. College basketball did not feel real last year. No, it did not. Covering games was weird. I was at the Crosstown. I remember I went to that game and covered that for us. And I could hear the sneakers. I heard the benches going crazy. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, (laughs) so, so weird. Pumping crowd noise was miserable. uh, Yeah, that was bad. So, yeah. um, I mean, hopefully we'll get a uh, sense of uh, real college basketball this year. Because I think that's, you know, our favorite things to cover and to watch. And it just makes when you're tuning in on a Monday night, you know, for a packed house, like, get a little bit more excited for a game. You get get all this. But let's talk about your favorite team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, <laughs> who went to the National Championship game undefeated last year and mm-hmm. did not defeat the Baylor Bears. But they brought back pretty much everybody. They Except bring back – Suggs, yeah. Yeah, Suggs. They lose Suggs, but they bring back Drew Timmy. Um, what What's the, the guard? I'm drawing a blank now. Nemhart. Um, they have – they bring in Chet Holmgren from – that the number one recruit in the country from Minnesota who was went to the same school as Suggs. So I'm very curious. I want to know your thoughts to see um, how Gonzaga is going to run a two bigs with Sugg or with um, Chet and with Timmy, but how good they're going to be very, very good this year. I don't know if they're going undefeated good just because I don't think they have the outside shooting to, compared to what they had last year. They lost Kispert as well. Sorry. Yeah. But just kind of your thoughts on what Gonzaga has done and kind of what they've built this year. So obviously, yeah, they like like you joked. Um, they are by far probably my least favorite program in college basketball. Um, and it's not the fact that they don't, you know, they do a really good job non-conference wise. Like, you know, you got to give them credit. Um, you know, this year Texas, that's a big game. Um, UCLA, that's huge. Final Four rematch game in in uh, in Vegas. Uh, Duke, like we mentioned earlier, Alabama. So they and in Washington's going to be a big game as well. Um, mm-hmm. So they do a really good job. Oh my God, really? They're playing Texas Tech. I'm just like going through their schedule right now. So yeah, Oof, they, they lost. They lost Ajaye, Kispert, and Suggs. They bring yeah. in Hunter Salas, top five, top ten guard, Chet Holmgren, number one player in the country, Nolan Hickman, who was a North or was a Kentucky commit who decommitted when they started getting the transfer portal. He went to Gonzaga. So you replace with the guards there. You still have Timmy. You have Julian Strother. You have Andrew Nimhart. Yeah, they're still good. Will Graves, um, yeah, very good team. And like you said, a very good schedule. Um, I obviously don't think they're going to go undefeated, but they're playing up to their – they're making up – their lack of toughness in their conference, other than BYU, is being made up for, for their non-conference schedule. Yeah, I still stand by they just need to start a cruddy football team so they can go to the Pac-12. But – Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, just – you've got the funding now. I mean, mm-hmm. the basketball program's brought enough money into the school. Just start a cruddy football team, go to the mm-hmm. Pac-12, play Oregon every year, because that'll be a blast. Um, but yeah, I think that there, you know, there's obviously the skill set they put together. Um, Chet Holmgren, obviously, like I said, a top recruit in the country. I'm not as high on him as most. Um, I do think he's a very good basketball player, but I don't know if I'm like, if I have a top two pick in the lottery this year, I don't know if I'm circling his name as one or two. I'll get I into agree. that another day. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I think that they'll obviously be competitive. I imagine they'll go undefeated in conference play again, like they always do. Maybe slipping up at BYU because they're going to be pretty good. But I agree. For the most part, 
should be a worry. So, yeah, you know, it's maybe this is the year Pepperdine shocks them. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool, actually. Uh, I'm amazing. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, if it happens, you have tabs right here. Uh, right. My biggest fear for them is still always been, and not, you know, they've been to the title game, what, two of the last six years now? 17 and last year, yeah. Okay. So other than that, they have a tendency to kind of run out of gas. Yep. And I think it's been pretty well documented. I, I guess I can't, I mean, they get, you know, you know, last year they were a perfect season. As we've learned from Kentucky and the Carl Anthony Towns Devin Booker year, you don't go undefeated into the tournament. Right. Not a good idea. Um, but I think that, you know, everything they put out there. Um, and I think, too, you got to, th- you know, one of the things people got to remember is like, yeah, they were undefeated last year. They were terrific. Um, they got a lot of lucky breaks in games. Um, you know, case in point, the final four, Jalen Suggs hits one of the most unbelievable shots ever. Um, so should have lost that game. Yeah, right. they definitely should have lost that game. Johnny Juicing was on another level. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was so good. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I think Gonzaga's obviously – I don't know if I'm like – put them in the final four right now, but I do think they will be definitely one of the more elite teams in the country. I agree. Um, and we can kind of transition to just saying like who we think – I mean, the, the preseason top five right now is Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas, Texas. Um, I think Duke's five. But the – I mean, it's – I'm very in on Texas, what Chris Beard is building now. Like his coaching, st- his coaching staff is – legit like it's got three former d1 head coaches they've got the money they paid for the top assistants um his basketball mind is so good he got trey mitchell from from umass to come over there um he got uh, marcus carr from minnesota to transfer he did to get marcus carr that's Texas. right they still got andrew jones they still got courtney ramey um they're gonna be very very good um uh, i wish they had kai for jones that. for one more year as excited as i am that kai jones is going to be on the charlotte hornets and they're gonna be a fun league pass team he was a monster dude one more one year of kai jones with chris beard would have been tremendous yeah he i mean agree man he's already going to start recruiting the state um he's going to make them a, a big time um you know big time player now not, not only in the big 12 but or sec now i should say but soon, uh, yeah yeah, now in throughout the country. So I'm very excited for that. Um, he's going to recruit well. I think Kansas is going to be really good. They get Remy Martin from uh, Arizona State. They bring back pretty much everybody on that team last year. Um, they made us run to the Sweet 16. I think they'll be really good. But I'm pretty excited to get the ball rolling out there. I know we're about a month and a half away. Um, but, you know, getting closer. So hopefully we can start getting some of these previews out here for you guys and go a little bit more in depth with some of the conferences. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, Player of the year, it's. I still think it's a little too early for me to kind of even give any predictions. I'm exactly. not gonna go. I'm not gonna go Chet Holmgren. I'm not gonna go anything like that. As for national champion, I, I don't like doing that preseason anyway, just because. You know how it is, man. Like, you have we ever some, gotten it right? No, I think no. I said Villanova last year and they got beat. I think 16. I did too. Yeah, which they're gonna be really good this year too. Um, just yeah, I mean, I think what the most exciting part for me is, and what I'm most excited to do these previews and stuff is a it reminds me who transferred where because <laughs> like yeah. the marcus car like we're gonna be like oh yeah he went from here to here um and b it gives you an idea like breaking down and be like all right like get you in this, the groove of things so hopefully you guys can stick with us as we get through some of these conferences for you guys and you know break down who we think is going to be good we can play the player of the year best team in the conference all that games that we usually play how many teams are going to make the tournament but for now i just kind of wanted to touch base and you know do some of the the, the big line story stuff, like, you know, who some of the off season stuff that we finished up with, as well as kind of wrapping up some of the leading questions into this year. So. 
Yeah, I think I agree. I think uh, before we head out here, you know, we got to do the <clears throat> due diligence of discussing um, the University of Kentucky's basketball program. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Chris Back, by the way, in the Louisville mess. Um, I thought that was a good idea. Probably just avoid yeah, that for a little bit. Let's, let's touch the bluegrass before we before we head out. So we'll, yes. let's start with Louisville. We'll get into we'll end on a good note with Kentucky. I want to talk bad about Louisville, but when when the the tweets came out about Dino and stuff, I was like, oh my god, this audio is probably terrible. And they kept tweeting like, wait till you hear the audio, wait till you hear the audio. And then I listened to the audio, and I was like, what the, what the hell? Like it's not that bad. Like I don't I don't. Know. I think I was on Max side for that. I think Dino kind of being a little rat basically but i don't know what his, his goal there was but this is a big year for chris mack um they have a decent team didn't make the tournament last year nope. um, they kind of they kind of wiltered away at the end there i think the big year for them to make the tournament and make a little bit of noise maybe the sweet 16 uh, their roster's okay they get in they bring in um matt cross from miami um they bring in a, they bring in a guard from marshall and they bring in somebody else let me pull it up here real quick but um, what was your take on the the whole Dino offseason stuff? And now they just received their notice that their appeal is being pro- – I've never seen the NCAA mess with the team worse than Louisville, and I'm coming from a Carolina fan. so um, I found it hilarious. Yeah. I can't- it- <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible because obviously, you know, like Chris has been very good to me from his time yep. at Xavier. He, you know, helped me out in my, like, biggest article I've ever written. Um but like Dino, like coming in and like basically like acting like he's like freaking like Tony Soprano was so funny to me because it's like, oh yeah, you've got nothing, man. Like you've got no leverage here, and I know what you're trying to do. And like you know, I, I you know, you definitely tell Chris is like, dude, oh, like I'm not trying to screw you over, man. Like you know, right. um, so it was wild. Um, as he's, far as yeah, he saw what Calipari was and was like, oh, I'm the coach at Louisville. I'm the same way, and it's like. Well, Calabari's God in people's eyes. Like, you're not there yet, Chris. So get there first, and then you will be God, like Patino was. Like, <laughs> they covered up a Patino sex scandal because he won a title. Like, they didn't care. Like, so win, you, win you something, beat, and then you can. You act. beat Kentucky last year. That's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. That game was horrible. Do you remember it's that? So bad. Both teams trying to give that game away. And I was like, oh, my God. Am I really watching two losing record teams play? And of course I did. I sat there and watched it, but not to mention it was like, they had the hockey boards up. It looked like at the young yeah, center. So, so weird, like, man. Yeah. There's going to like 10 years from now, we're going to look back on images from last year and be like, what is going on? Like yeah. coaches wearing masks, coaches like unbelievable. So do they, but we'll talk wear, about- do they have to wear suits again this year? Are they oh, that's still allowed to wear like the nice classic pullovers? I haven't seen an NBA. Cause the NBA has got like a couple games tonight for preseason. I haven't seen the yeah. sidelines yet. I'd say they're in suits. I'd say they're back in suits or I don't know. I, they don't need to be in suits. Look at yeah, Huggins. Yeah. He does it right, baby. We're, put on a pullover. <laughs> what, what are they? They wear sweats all day at work at, at, you know, at their jobs anyway, like their jobs. I put in quotation. Sorry. The joke but, has been that the NBA uh, said that the minimum is at least slacks because they don't want Tibbs showing up in sweatpants and a polo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Then there is something to seeing them in a suit that gives like a big game feel and stuff, but yeah, I'm with you. A polo is fine. You can coach basketball on a polo. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but looking at this team, they do leave David Johnson to the draft. He went to the Raptors, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, they lose Carly or Carly Jones. Um, with a good transfer from Radford that they had last year, all first team ACC. Quinn Slazinski goes to Iona to play with Rick Pitino, um, but they bring in Matt Cross from Miami. They bring in Eli Ellis from Tallahassee Community College. 
Um, Noah Locke is the kid they got from Florida, the shooter That's they right. got from Florida. He's, good. He's yeah, very good. 40% three-point shooter. Um, Jared Jared West, they bring in from Marshall. He's the point guard. But they still got um, Dre Davis, J.J. Trainer, Malik Williams, and Sam Williamson um, are the guys that I'm, I'm pretty – they're veterans now. Malik's in his fifth year. So – It'll be interesting to follow them. Kind of a mix of Locke and Cross are the guys that can space the floor and shoot. Um, Cross has been kicked out of two schools now, so something to monitor. Um, he was out of, at, kicked out of his high school and then was kicked out of Miami. He's dismissed from the team. Him and Langernega did not see eye to eye. So um, just something to watch. But uh, I think Lowell will be in a good spot here. I don't know if this is a team that can make a deep run, but the the pieces are there to be successful, make a tournament, make the tournament at least this year. So. Yeah, and you're you have no Chris Mack for the first six games of the year too. So, oh yeah, that was that's that's weird. Oh, that new weird. coaches too. They got rid of Luke Murray. Yeah, um, and Dino. I don't know who they replaced him with, but I can't remember either. I will yeah. have to look it up. But those um, two are not there. Yeah, and on the other end, let's talk about the Kentucky side of things. So, obviously, a team that really wants to put last year way behind them, way, way, way behind them. Um, it's really weird that after all the pressure from the fans that Reed Shepard all of a sudden has become Kentucky's top target. I mean, he's really good. He is really good. I My family lives in London, so North Laurel is where they went to school, so it's funny. But, yeah, he's very good. But, yes, the tired of getting beat up by Mr. Basketball is that they finally – he never has ever put a point of emphasis on Kentucky basketballers. He could have had three. He finally got Frederick to play at Kentucky now. Yeah, but Dante he could have had yeah, Dante Allen, which should not have won Mr. Basketball. But um, McNeil, Sean McNeil from West Virginia, Adam Kunkel from Xavier. Like, those are kids that would have gave up anything to play there. So – but for, as Kentucky, we look at it. They lose Devin Askew to Texas. Uh, yeah, forgot he went there. Um, right. Brandon, Bo- Brandon Boston. To the Clippers? Um, yep. Uh, Ter- uh, Terrence Clark, he obviously passed away. Terrible. But, uh, yeah, he was going to the draft. Um, yeah, terrible tragedy for them. It's Yeah, didn't even mean to really read his name, but be ba- I feel bad not mentioning him. Um, Isaiah Jackson, he's gone. Olivier Saar, who was a member of the best post player in the country. That Trash. Mm-hmm. But they bring in um, Damian Collins, kid from Texas, C.J. Frederick from Iowa, Covenant Catholic kid, Kellen Grady from Davidson, Bryce Hopkins is another freshman guard they bring in, Oscar Shibway from West Virginia, Ty Ty Washington is their best guard that they're bringing in. He's really like good. And a lot. Saviri Wheeler, um, another guard from Georgia. So Calipari's made it clear that his guard struggle last year and his is not being able to shoot the ball is something that will not happen again. Cause Wheeler is a good defender. Washington's a really good scorer. Kellen Grady can light it up. CJ Frederick can light it up. Damian Collins is a really good post player. And then you look at what they're bringing back Dante Allen, who begging him and begging him and begging him to play. And he hits like eight threes against Mississippi state. Keon Brooks jr. Has been really good for them. Um, yeah. Mintz. I'm still not there with him, but to that's them, fine. like I was at my bachelor party when he announced he was coming back and you would have thought that they got Anthony Davis all over again. Yeah. I, I think we talked with um, Tim Kruger. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was still being like, you can't play at Creighton. Like what are you, how are you going to play in Kentucky? And I think he proved to be right, but yeah, I think he's a good piece that hopefully I, what I can see happening is Mintz being the starter at the beginning of the year and just slowly, slowly, slowly playing less minutes. So, yeah, I agree. Some, but one of those guards isn't playing much, and that'll lead to them transferring, probably. So, yeah, like a guy like Lance Ware, who's like, you know, they're still like up and down with, like, I don't know, Obi Toppin's brother, Jacob. Yeah. Eh. Mike, right. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, 
you'll, you'll either find time and you'll be playing well, or you'll, your time will be taken from you. So, yeah, I will say this about Reed Shepard. If he does decide to go to Kentucky, which sounds a lot like that's what's going to happen. Yep. Um, he's going to be a millionaire before he ever plays in the NBA. Oh yeah. He'll get whole sign. His NIL will be through the roof. Every place in Lexington will pay him. Yeah. So, He'll have sponsorships at the cookout. He'll have mm-hmm. sponsorships at two keys. Actually, they took two keys out. I think I read somewhere. RIP. Yeah. Everyone is. Has... <laughs> of course it is. Of yeah. course it is. The crappy tin roof. Yeah. Whatever. Good old. But also, real quick before we get out, uh, we'll finish up real quick. Have we been talking about the other teams? Really like Kentucky's schedule. Um. So, you know, you've got your classic, of course, like we mentioned earlier. You got Duke. Uh, you've got um, Tubby Smith coming to town this year. Awesome. Awesome. Really, really excited about that. They go to the Joyce and play at, at South Bend against Notre Dame. I don't know if people remember the last time they went to Notre Dame. It did not go their way. Yeah. Um, they've got Ohio State at in Vegas for the uh, CBS Classic. Yep. You know, Louisville. Yeah. And then uh, I love that the Big 12 ACC, I always love Big 12 SEC uh, challenge is always right in the middle of conference play. Mm-hmm. So they have to go to Allen Fieldhouse this year to play Kansas. It always seems like they lose a – the, the Kentucky Kansas game is always Saturday, eight o'clock prime time, and they always play on Tuesday, and they always lose mm-hmm. on that Tuesday game. It's like, oh my god, they're playing the, or Vanderbilt, and they lose that Tuesday, and they're like, oh my god, they're going to go zero and two this week, and then they always be there, beat Kansas, or but yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, that's one of it. my uh, all-time favorite Calipari clips is when they went to Kansas that one year when they were like struggling. That guy's like, coach, you ready to take that loss tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. I- Calipari's funny, man. Like he, yes. I may not love him like for everything. He, like I, I just see the used car salesman and that every coach is, but I see that, but he's, he's funny. Like last year, the Mike Rutherford tweeting a lot of stuff and the, the images and the pictures of last year at the post-game conferences of Calipari last year are saved in my phone and I cannot wait to use them again this year, but he looked horrible last year. He had a rough year. So yeah, he ate but years last year. They, they reloaded. So yes, oh, they got Brad, very good. They got his son as a graduate assistant. The yeah. true earn not given. Nothing was given about that position. No, no, no. Their football team's top ten of the country right now. So yeah, in two weeks they play Georgia. <laughs> yep, nope. it was fun while it lasted. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so no, well, that's the way it goes. But I'm excited yeah. for to get it rolling. Um, can't wait to knock out some of these previews and get a little bit more in depth on some of these teams. Yeah, me too, man. Well, we're glad that we got something out here. Uh, we'll be kind of going fresh. The game plan is we'll be on the uh, recording Tuesday nights to go up Wednesdays. Um, so you'll have us on the middle of the week to kind of get you ready for big Saturdays and also conference games when that's going on as well. But really excited to be back doing this. Uh, make sure you check out the Bench Mob and Shot Callers as we continue our NBA content. Uh, we're getting in full swing, guys. We're back. So we'll, we can't wait to do this thing. Yes, sir.